All right, everybody, you have just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And uh, we have a really cool show for you tonight. First of all, uh, my usual partner, Ben, is with me. And uh, Ben just had to chase his dog down the road because it was chasing a cat, so he might be a bit out of breath. But that's kind of how our show rolls around here. Uh-huh. Um, we're, we're really excited tonight to, to have uh, Rick Holman on. And, and, and if that name sounds at all familiar, especially – in the Pittsburgh area, um, he, he's you know he he's been a pretty popular guy lately because uh, he's a Steelers season ticket holder and he's currently up um, uh, to go in the Ford Fan Hall of Fame and his story is just amazing and uh, it's definitely one that we wanted to hear about and uh, Rick first of all um, thanks for being a Steelers fan the more the merrier and uh, uh, thanks for being on with us tonight. Hey, no, thanks for having me on here. I appreciate you guys helping me out in this. And, you know, the more I can kind of promote myself, the better chance I think I have to, yeah, to win this and, thing. So Yeah, and we are more than uh, happy to help you out. And, um, you know, just, just so the so the fans understand, because not everybody really kind of has been able to grasp what this is. What What is the fan or, the excuse me, the Ford Fan Hall of Fame? Honest to goodness, I never even heard of it. I had no idea what it was, what it is, what's going to happen here in the future. This is the inaugural uh, class. So this is brand new. I really don't know what to expect. All I know is uh, if I'm selected, uh, three out of the six contestants here will go to the Super Bowl, of course, to watch the Rams beat the Patriots. And then um, (laughs) – and then – According to Ford, one of us would be the winner that would be inducted into Canton in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So they are, they're going to have a Ford Hall of Fame section alongside the legends in Canton. So that would be the ultimate. Is That's honestly as far as I know what's going to happen. But uh, I don't know where I stand in the voting. Like I said, okay. there's six of us. Um, if you go to FordHallOfFans.com, you'll see all six of us on there and then you can vote so whoever gets the most votes has the best chance to go there's a there's an easy link to find uh, i'm sorry for interrupting there's an easy link to find if you go to steelersnationunite.com on the home page it says vote for rick holman and you can vote every day if you want to uh they're also i don't they're not giving you many many yards for it i think it's a yard per vote when you get in there and okay. vote, I, I can't remember exactly yeah. what it yeah, is, but they're, they're giving I you can't. something for voting. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So, that, yeah, that's nice. I, you know, I'm not supposed to be voting for myself, so I, I didn't <laughs> know that. I'll tell my friends that, too. So, there you go. Accumulate some yards and, you know, get to the Hall of Fame that way on Steeler Nation Unite. Exactly. Rick, you, you know, when, when do you find out that you've advanced? Uh, they said they would call me on the 28th. So the voting ends on the 27th, and then okay. hopefully I would get a call the next day. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, we're we're getting – I mean, you know, we still got a little bit of time to the Super Bowl, but I would think you'd like to be able yeah. to make some arrangements if you get to go to that thing. So Yeah, I'm just going to have to wing it, I think, and they're going to say, hey, you get on a plane tomorrow, and I have to say okay. Well, I mean, I'm definitely going to yeah. say okay, but you – know. right. <laughs> 
So, so let's let's go back here in time a little bit because you know I, I see fans all over the place from many many different teams and and a lot of people yep. you see you know with t-shirts and and license plates you know uh Steelers number one fan and everything I mean and yep. I consider myself a, a, a big fan Rick but I, I I mean your story is just awesome okay uh tell us how you have been able to attend every single Steelers home game since Heinz Field opened how, how did all this happen yeah, honestly, look, I'm a low-key guy, and I'm not, you know, there's so yeah. many tens of thousands of crazy fans and face painters, and that's not me. And I'm low-key, right, like right. I said, and, you know, it, it all started in 2001, obviously the first year at Heinz Field, and I haven't missed preseason, regular playoffs, all three Super Bowls, and, and a handful of away games, but I've been lucky. I mean, Thank yeah. God I've been healthy, and uh, you know, family and friends is they know if the Steelers are home, I'm I'm unavailable. <laughs> so you know, not, life events. You know, I haven't had any conflicts. You know, right. uh, I have three kids, and you know, they were all born March, April, May, so I was safe on that one. But, nice. Uh, but yeah, oh one, I'm finishing college, and um. I said, you know, new stadium. I got to go to a couple games. So I started yeah. looking for tickets. And I'm thinking, you know what? I got to get to the first one ever played. Detroit preseason game. First game yeah. ever. So that's the goal first. And then the first regular season game. I, I went to, you know, a handful in three rivers. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm in middle school, high school, and finishing college. I want season tickets. So I'm looking eBay and the paper and Craigslist, anything out there, you know, right. and that's, that's early, you know, for online purchases in 2001. True. And I, I found a woman on eBay. She was selling her pair. And, uh, you know, I kept messaging her back and forth, back and forth. And I paid, you know, like triple face value for the whole season yeah. But as a college kid, you know, that's, that's tough, and I'm finishing school. So I, I just started selling things. Anything that I didn't need, you know, clothes, eBay was the key back then. Yeah. I just oh, yeah. kept selling and selling and selling, working on jobs, doing anything I could, honestly. And she told me after she mailed me the tickets that, she's probably going to sell the license during the season because you know, uh, medical issues and her kids didn't right. want this, the license and all this stuff. So I was on a mission at that point. I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy this license off this lady and I'm not going to stop till I get enough money to do it. <laughs> so, you know, and that's yeah. where the story started. And I had a, I had a, um, old 78 firebird which i I got that a few years prior i sold it i every everything i had honestly cars clothes shoes loose change and i've been telling everyone the same kind of story and it's true i I scraped everything i could together and you know i wasn't paying to live anywhere i was in my parents house so you know i didn't have any bills really right i'm like look this is going to be tough now but in the future, look, I want to have a family and take my kids and start a tradition. So that's what I did. And oh, man. I've never missed. I've never missed. 
those early we, early seasons uh, i went i went by myself 2002 2003 i sold the other ticket because i couldn't afford to you know right buy two so i sold That's the unreal. one to pay for myself to go <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, uh, so what did your your parents have to say as they see you selling everything off here, uh, trying to finish your college I, education? They said I was nuts. Yeah, obviously <laughs> I'm a little bit nuts, but no, it, you know it. It was my thing. I've loved it since I was a little kid, and yeah, you know, I, I never ever would have thought if you would have said I've had this 18 year streak going, I never would have believed it, honestly. And, it just kind of kept coming and coming, and here you find yeah, yourself. Yeah, I'm like, I'm five years in. I haven't missed one. Then it's ten. Then it's fifteen. I'm like, well, I don't have an excuse not to go. So, like I said, you know, my family and friends, they all know that's my thing. Yeah. It's it's ten days a year. I mean, people act like, how do you go? How do you do this? I'm like, it's ten days a year. You know, it's yeah, not, that's it's a good point. Deal, right? You know? Yeah, I, mean, I guess when you think about it like that, right? So. Yeah. It, they know it's my thing and I go and my, me and my buddies go now that I have four seats together. Which okay. That's a whole other story, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I would, you know, being, uh, my age and Ben, I think will understand this. You said you sold a 78 firebird. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, man, you know, I don't know about you, Ben, but it was my dream to have a Burt Reynolds smoking the bandit style firebird from the seventies. Oh man. man. Yeah. That was the uh, one. It was red. But uh, yeah, okay. that was my movie as a kid at Smoking the Bandit and Cannonball Run. Those were my two movies. Still <laughs> to this day, I love them. You know that. But uh, that's, that's why I lost it when Terry came, and we'll get there, I guess. But yeah. yeah. So, so how? how I mean, uh, for, first of all, I want to thank uh, Greg Forbes. He's he's the one that that came to me and you know he writes for us here at Steel City Blitz and and he, yeah. he says hey what do you think about me uh you know getting a hold of this Rick guy you know he's he's up for this fan hall of fame i said hey go for it you know what the heck and and uh, so i i want to give greg a shout cuz he did a really good job uh with you in the interview and the article and stuff and um, yeah it was a great so, article i appreciate it greg yeah, yeah, and he'll he'll love it, and I'm sure he's probably still wide awake over there in Scotland waiting to hear the podcast. Um, but uh, so how? I mean, you you got this amazing streak, and everything else is going on, and and you know we were kind of talking just before we started recording um, about about the fact that it's really the first year of this whole thing, and um, yeah. So so how did it come to pass that? that you're going to be up for this thing because I'm sure there's many fans across the country of other teams who probably have attended games for many, many years in a row as well. Of so course. how did, how did you get found out? You know what? And, and like I've been saying this whole month, I did nothing to be honest. I, they came to me and yeah. it all started last year. It was the last game of the season. And if you remember, it was absolutely freezing below zero. Yep. And uh, Steeler Nation Unite, actually, they sent me an email. And they said, hey, you've, uh, you're one of 12 people that have checked in to every game this season on the app, you know. So you go to the game, you check in, you gain yards, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And then you can get whatever merchandise or a chance to go on the field. So they call and they say, hey, you're one of 12. I'm like, that's it? Only 12 people? I don't know if it was random. Whatever. It was, yeah, you know? yeah. So I said, yeah, sure. I'll 
I'll come down to the field. They asked me to come down, and I would have a chance to go to the Super Bowl last year in Minnesota. Yeah. So um, I'm like, all right, we're going to make the playoffs. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going, you know. So one of 12, and uh, we get down to the field pregame. But I was sick as a dog. I had pneumonia <laughs> pretty bad, and, um, you know, that adds to it. But right. the day before, I'm getting chest x-rays, and the docs are like, don't go outside. Don't spend any time. <laughs> if you got to go outside, be out there for like 10, 20 minutes. Make sure your face is covered. Wind chills like 10 below. I said, okay, okay, I'm going to the game tomorrow. They're like, no, you're not. I said, okay, oh. I'll see you. So I left, you know, next morning I'm driving to Heinz Field. It's negative seven in the car. So oh I'm on my way. So I get there. I go down to the field. They say, hey, you know, Rick, right? I'm like, yeah, congratulations. You've been to every game this year. And I'm like, well, yeah, no big deal, right? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, it's not just this year. It's every year ever here. I've never missed one. They're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. Are you serious? So I went through the whole the whole thing. And they yeah. said, we got to do an interview right now on the spot. So all these other people, the other 11, they're waiting to get, you know, they're doing a random draw, whoever's going to yeah. win the Super Bowl trip. And, and they're interviewing me about going to all these games. So they put out an article. Then last summer, this past summer, they okay. called again and said, hey, we did this article, you know, with your, you got this streak going. would you want to do a little Steeler Nation tradition video? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So me and my wife went to Heinz Field. We sat in our seats in one Uh pool, too. And, uh, you know, that's where they posted the video on Steeler Nation Unite. And then the Steelers put it on their Facebook page. Okay. So that's how Ford, the, the executives at Ford, saw that video. Long story short, oh, yeah. not so short, but yeah. the Ford executives saw it and they said, "Hey, we got to get this guy. You know, he's just he's loyal and he goes every game, and we got to throw mm-hmm. him in this contest." So I get a Facebook message from uh, a woman saying, "Hey, um, we would like to do an interview. I'm, I'm getting in touch with you from Ford." They saw your video on the Steelers site. Would you be willing to give us an interview? I'm like, all right, sure. Is this a scam? <laughs> is this real? You know, right? I, Do I get no a free F-150? Yeah. Right. I, I've never heard of it, it at all. She's like, you have a chance for the Super Bowl, and you know, to be go to the Hall of Fame. And I'm thinking, like, okay, a trip to Canton, yay. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, no, actually inducted. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I thought it was a scam. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I didn't even answer. I it was like the next day, and she sends another message and says, "Hey, you know, I, I need. I got a deadline here. You have to answer me like today." I'm like, "What is? What? What's the big deal?" <laughs> like, so she, I, I'm like, "Okay, fine." I give her all this info, and uh, she's like, "Okay, we're going to be in the Pittsburgh area on this day." between mm-hmm. whatever time you have to be home. I'm like, all right, I'm home. So, well, that's how they saw it. And I still didn't know if it was real until they pulled into my driveway with a giant box truck and like <laughs> 10 cars. Now, like, now right, something's going on. Is this now it's real? Did you know Terry Bradshaw was coming at that time? 
I had absolutely no clue. I could wow. not figure it out. I, I'm like, I kept asking the people. So they flew in a, a crew from Fox Sports from L.A. Yep. And then the executives from Ford. And, I'm, and they're introducing themselves. I'm like, all right, nice to meet you. Like, I said, What's the, why is this such a big deal? Like, you're just bringing in the camera and doing an interview, right? Yeah. And the guys kept saying, well, you know, it's Ford. They expect a certain quality. They want it to look good. And here, the whole house is like, the the whole house is set up like a studio. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm saying to my wife, I'm like, dude, they got to have millions of dollars worth of junk in here. I can't, <laughs> my kid, my kids are running around. I'm like, don't worry. I won't let the kids anywhere near this stuff. They're like, oh, it's fine. We'll see you tomorrow. So they set up all these cameras in my house the night before. Okay. For Friday, it was November 30th. So, you know, complete total I just couldn't comprehend why they would spend that kind of money on me. I'm just a, you know, regular guy. I'm a nobody that goes yeah. to the game. Yeah. And I said, so, so, so at that yeah. point, Rick, you, you're just, they, they're there, they set up, you know, you're, you're interviewing cause you, you know, they saw your video, you're a big fan, you've been to all these games, but, but again, you, you've got no clue what's coming the next day for real though. Right. Absolutely. No clue. Honest to goodness. That that's my real reaction. I, I'm going through. I figured I was just telling the same story again. You know what I mean? I've yeah. been telling it for all these years, and that's all I thought it was. And they just wanted to look nice. And they said, "Well, you're one of hundreds of fans that were interviewing." That's what they told uh-huh. me. So I'm, I'm thinking, like, you, you're spending this kind of money on hundreds of fans. This is crazy, <laughs> you know? So, like, so, so we're halfway through this interview. Uh-huh. I'm in my dining room. You know, and I'm talking about, oh, blah, 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 this picture, this terrible towel, whatever, you know, just sure, who knows sure. what I was saying. And then there's the knock at the door, and, and oh my the producer's God. like, hey, I think it's for you. I'm like, what do you mean? Because they were like, you know, quiet on the set, rolling. You know, everyone, you know, <laughs> so then there's a knock. That's I mean, great. it's like a legit, there's like they're shooting a movie or something. So I, I'm like, what are you? I'm like, who the heck's knocking at the door? I'm thinking some neighbors or the mail ladies here or something like that. Yeah. You know? And I stand up and I open the door and I, that's my real reaction. What you see in that video? I, I lost it. Totally lost. I, it, so Terry Bradshaw was my favorite too. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, my son, my son is named after Terry wow. Bradshaw. You know. Um, and and so when I saw that, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I was so freaking jealous. Um, but but yeah. I, I mean, so so what you know? Because the, the thing with Bradshaw is, you know, you hear all these things about, you know, he's just he's just such a different guy in different situations. And 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 I I know I kind of what yeah. what the the answer to this is because of the article, but. But what was yeah. your experience with him um, in those moments? And obviously, he's there because Ford wants him and Fox wants him to be exactly. there. But what was your what was your experience like? Well, you know, after I co- could comprehend that he's actually standing in my house, I mean, <laughs> he you could tell when somebody's being phony, say, you know, just not genuine. I mean, we've yeah. all seen it, right? You know, yep. when somebody is acting like I did not get that vibe at all. He was so cool. So genuine, and like I said in, in the article with Greg, and you know, on the in the newspapers and everything, 
honest to goodness, I didn't get that at all. He was so cool, like I've known mm-hmm. him my whole life. Yeah, and what you, on TV, he's funny. He was nice. Right. I, I he, you know, I looked at him. Yeah, he's leaving. And, uh, you know, we're throwing the football around. He's joking around. He's signing that jersey. He brought the jersey. Right. I put it on. He signs it on my back. And he's like, now, Rick, don't you sell this. <laughs> and my, wife, my wife's here. She's, like, recording all this. So I have some great footage, you know, from her and everybody in the driveway. Yeah. And I said, are you kidding me? I said, you're going to bury me in this. I'm never selling this, you know. So he wrote, Rick, my good friend, and then you know, signed, it, signed that. And uh, yeah. he's pulling out, you know, they're doing the uh, pretend uh, exit in the Ford, the new, brand new truck. And, oh, sure. And, and I forget I'm all mic'd up still. You know what I mean? So I'm like leaning in the door and I'm like, hey, man, thanks so much. You, you, you'll never know how much this means to me. You know, this is unbelievable. And he, he leans yeah. in and he's like, Rick, I'm just glad you weren't some jackass. You wouldn't believe who I got to deal with all the time. And that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best that part of the story true, right man. there oh man i was laughing you know and you know we're joking around and he, he sees my old iron city beer cans in there from like the 79 Steelers, right the 81 yep. you know all those old cans. and he's like he's like look at that he's like they this is no i said let's drink it he's like oh, i don't make us sick i said well i got a cold a new new one you know in the fridge i got a cold ones here and he's like, they don't still make that crap, do they? Yep. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, he was he was just a real dude, like your neighbor. I just wanted to hang out with him all day, honestly. I said, that hey, man, stay for dinner. Have a beer. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, I got to be on a plane in 45 minutes to L.A. Because he was shooting the Fox on, you know, the Fox show. So he did, yeah. the, game in New York, he did the game in New York City on Thursday night. Flew to Pittsburgh right. Friday morning on the 30th and then had to scoot out to L.A. So I was joking that about is... that. I'm like, all right, see you guys. I'm going to L.A. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, that is just uh, that is great. Now, uh, uh, be- before we uh, let you go, man, um, your your wife, uh, she's she's totally on board with with your Steelers fandom. And she she must have just loved this, too, huh? Oh yeah, it was great. They told her about five or ten minutes beforehand. The the guys from Detroit, yeah, they were saying, "Hey, we got a guest coming for Rick, so we want you to you know walk in after he shows up." So she's thinking like, "Who the heck is gonna show up here? Like Ben or you know Ben?" Right. And I've so met that a bunch of times, and we had no idea. And people were like, "I don't believe you. You knew he was no." And I had no clue at all and they, oh, that they're is, like we're, that sorry, is great. we're sorry for lying to you you know we told well, you all they, this stuff we're they sorry. probably got a they're better reaction out of you as a result i mean that that's awesome oh, that, yeah that's all they wanted was that big reaction and, and they got it because it was real right on yeah i i mean that is just uh that's great stuff man and and you know the cool thing is, is i can tell just from listening to you you could tell that story a hundred times and and i think you tell it with the same enthusiasm every <laughs> single time and and yeah, i don't sure. blame you i don't blame you it is uh 
you know, uh, Ben and I are, are old men in some ways, and, and I don't care how old you are, man. When, you're, when your idols walk in and, and you get a chance to, to chat with them like that, man, that is, that is just great, great stuff. Yeah, um, it, I just couldn't get over him, you know, coming to me. I didn't go somewhere to – you know, I've been watching him on TV my whole life, and then here he's yeah. in my living room. I, I just couldn't get over it. Yeah, I, I I can only imagine. <laughs> um, well, hey, Rick, we are uh, really, really glad you came on with us tonight, and um, uh, best of luck on this thing. And and obviously, we want you to end up being enshrined in Canton, which would I can't even imagine what that feeling would be like, knowing that you're I in Canton imagine. with all these these all these Hall of Famers and. And uh, I, I don't know how you don't get to at least be one of the three that goes to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you that right now. But um, I'm hopeful. We, we'll see. I, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that I got this far. And I, like yeah. I, said, I, I don't expect anything. I I didn't even know about this, so I'm I'm thankful. That it was one of the greatest greatest days ever, obviously. But yeah, whatever happens, hey, I'm in. You know. It's, yeah, it's kind of kind of gravy the rest of the way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, again, thanks so much. Yeah, no, we're, we're really, uh, really glad to, to help you out. And, and, you know, any, any little bit and, and again, fans, uh, those of you listening, go to Steelers, uh, Steeler and, and, uh, and vote early and vote often, as they say in the, in the political world. And, yeah, um, that's it. and it's at every device, yeah. every day, every format. So yeah. So no, yep. Please, please do it, and uh, no, take our best wishes forward, and good luck on this thing, man. And, and again, we'll we'll be talking to you, but uh, for for tonight anyway. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much, guys. I'll see you. Okay. Good night. All right, guys. Night. Uh, incredible stuff, man. Just yeah, uh, it's good stuff. I, I mean, uh, you know, the guy. He, he sounds so darn down to earth just hey i just want to go to some games yeah, and he's just a Pittsburgh guy it, you know well yeah yeah you know and uh this type of stuff happens but but uh great great stuff and and again uh thanks to to rick holman for coming on and sharing his story and uh a reminder to everybody that we are sponsored by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And uh, right now, you can get the new uh, Cubist Penguin t-shirt. Um, kind of a little spin on art and stuff like that about the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, eight bucks from every shirt goes to the Pittsburgh uh, Greater Pittsburgh Food Bank, um, which is obviously a more than worthy cause. So please consider that. And, and as we tell you, every single time on the show, it's it's a great shirt. These are the most comfortable shirts I own. Um, I, I don't know uh, where Dell gets these, but they're just super nice. They're comfy and um, plenty of room in them, too. So don't don't hesitate about that either, and, and you'll be doing something good, too. So Eight bucks. Um, Eight, yeah, eight bucks. I mean, from every shirt, that's a third of the price. It goes goes towards uh, uh, Greater Pittsburgh Food Bank. So, please check it out. But we're going to uh, finish the show by talking about some Steelers stuff. I know that's why many of you are here. And um, you know, Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right into this thing for you because it's something that's been irritating the crap out of me. Um, You're easily wow. irritated, though. Boy, you ain't kidding. Sometimes, man. Um, <laughs> why? Why has this? Why has this Ben Roethlisberger, this Antonio Brown thing, become a referendum on Ben Roethlisberger all of a sudden? 
because and and uh, this is obviously completely subjective. I'm just going to offer yes. my opinion, but um, there are some people, mainly uh, sportscasters that are former athletes, that feel a need to defend AB. Um, And we've seen this before. We've, it's not the first time this happened before with uh, Terrell Owens, um, with uh, Chad Johnson, Ocho Stinko Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, with, uh, you know, Randy Moss, where people feel the need to defend those guys. And the thing that pisses me off personally, again, this is just me. Yeah. Is some of the guys that are defending AB were guys that I looked at when they were players. And I was like, man, regardless of whether I like, whether or not I like this guy's game, you know, maybe he's too showboat or he's too whatever. I know that guy busts his ass Mm -hmm. and that he would do anything to make his team better. And people like the aforementioned Terrell Owens and Randy Moss and some others, you know, that engaged right. in the type of behavior that AB has engaged in were not good for their team. Uh, AB is an amazing talent. He's incredible. Yeah. But, but when you've got guys that are me first guys in the locker room, it screws up team chemistry. Now, basically what these guys are trying to say is, yeah, okay. AB screwed up hundred percent of the wrong, but Ben's wrong too. Well, that's great. But my point is this. I don't give a shit what Ben Roethlisberger did. I don't care what Mike Tomlin did. Mm-hmm. I don't care what Art Rooney did, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care. Antonio Brown is a grown man. He's 30 years old. He's not a marionette with strings to pull that anybody can make do anything. He's a grown man. Stop yeah. trying to rationalize this. Stop trying to rationalize it. Enough. Well, you know, and, and it's it's the same talking heads and, and you know, whether it's it's Stephen A. Smith or, or Teddy Bruschi or, or whoever, they, they it always wants to come back to Ben Roethlisberger. And I and I just keep thinking to myself, look, I know Ben is not perfect. I know he he says things that he probably shouldn't say. He's too honest at times. I think a lot of us wish he would get rid of the damn radio show. The every word week, I would just, use is not so much honesty. It's candor. You know, you can, yes, you, can, you can be honest. You can be honest. Yeah, but say less. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I agree with that. But it, it's all of a sudden that people just—it's like they forget that that Antonio Brown has exhibited uh, the, this this immature behavior so many times in recent years. Whether it's pitching furniture off a balcony, well, pitching Gatorade jug. What's that? If he if he actually did the, the uh, allegedly the allegedly yeah. yes yeah, I'll, I'll I'll preface that allegedly but uh, the Facebook live thing right. you know um, um, the driving a hundred miles an hour down McKnight Road right. I mean all this kind of stuff and and again these aren't crimes against humanity I'm not trying to paint Antonio Brown like he's a villain he's he, that's not what I'm saying and, I, and I'm sure that's not what you're saying but for God's yeah. sakes quit quit pulling Ben Roethlisberger into this. Because everybody's making it sound like Ben Roethlisberger basically enabled AB and said, here, AB, go do all these negative things. 
Um, and, and it's just, it's gotten out of hand in my opinion. I'll, I, I'm I'll, so tired of it. I'll make another comparison. If, if both of your kids are acting up and one of them mm-hmm. does something worse and another one does, and one of them does something bad, another one does something even worse. Yeah. Do you look at the one who did something even worse and say, well, the one who did something bad made you do that? No, you don't. You don't. You can't you can't do the tit for tat thing and say, oh, okay, well, the first one started it, so that's that's why it happened. No, it's total that's complete nonsense. That's total exactly nonsense. And again, he's a grown ass man, okay? Stop making excuses for him. I'm not saying you should make excuses for Ben. Right. Ben needs to shut his mouth. I w- I would like to see Ben get rid of his radio show personally. Yeah, or, me too. Or at least at least be more politically correct. Uh, that's L- not even less, the right term. Less candor. <laughs> yeah, just just be be more, you know, be be more careful, Ben, you know. Yeah. Think before you speak. Well, and, and just know. as we've said all along, keep this stuff in house, you right. know. Right. Uh, it, keep, keep it all in house. I mean, I, I have no problem with anything that Ben says. The problem I have is that he says it to us. We don't right. need to know. No, we do not need to know. What he needs to do is go to those players and go, hey, you need to do this or you need to do that. He doesn't need to tell us. So what? Who cares? And I honestly, with the exception of I really uh-huh, have no uh-huh. problem with Ben calling out James Washington this year. He's a rookie. Right. He hasn't earned his. He has not earned his stripes. He hasn't. He doesn't have his spurs yet. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what? Him calling out AB the- or any other vet that that right. has earned his stripes. Yeah, I have a problem with that. That mm-hmm. that wasn't okay. That was not yeah. all right. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you know uh, again we're we're now closing in on four weeks since Antonio Brown has spoken to his coach or spoken to his 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 boss and and uh, you know again he's communicating through these these tweets um, which are are just hilarious. There's I I almost find them a bit sad at times. You know this open for business thing he puts out today, and of course because he stopped. <laughs> He stopped following the 49ers on Instagram. So I think so all things he was must saying, be getting better. All he was saying uh, today when he put that tweet out. Yeah. I, I it was a little bit provocative. I'm sure that he knew that people were gonna go, oh, oh what does this mean? What does it mean? You know, all he was saying is, I'm starting training for next year. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. And I, people yeah. Are, well, are, are really trying to read as far as they can into it. <laughs> My God. It was three words. Well, what is stop? Well, Scenic had a good tweet uh, response to that today. He he said something along the lines of, "If if AB tweeted pictures of oranges, then that would mean that he's looking to sign with a team in Florida because that's the you know the primary fruit of that state." Um, <laughs> and, and, and that's I mean that's where we're that's where we're at. I mean everybody's you're right. Every, everybody's trying to dissect these tweets and Instagram posts as if it's some mystery uh, uh, letter from from a, a a guy trying to hold somebody hostage or something. I mean, it's just, it's just priceless. Uh, but be that as it may, um, you know, the pro bowl is uh, the practices are underway and God forbid Juju showed up a half hour late. Um, oh, and, and I, you know, there are certain individuals I've it's just, the I, pro I've bowl, just man, who it's cares? The, right. It's the I know pro it. bowl. Yeah, this isn't about uh, entitlement. Just, it's about the fact that it's the Pro Bowl. Okay, I was late. Sorry, yeah. it's the Pro Bowl. 
it's it's not even a glorified scrimmage. I wouldn't even say it's that intense. No. It's no. not even a preseason I mean, game. It's it's nothing. No. It's it's not and uh it, it is just the way people overreact to this stuff. Is, I mean if A B uh, had done this, people would be looking to crucify him for it. And my response would be the same thing. So what? It, absolutely. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. I, I just yeah. Um, the, you know, we'll, we'll start ramping up the draft coverage and stuff just to segue a minute here. And, um, yeah. you know, the, the East West shrine, the senior bowl stuff is going on and, and, you know, I, I know you like to, to comment on this too. And I, I put this in one of the quick hitters articles earlier this week, but, you know, people get really, really fascinated with, with tweets and, and posts about who the Steelers are talking to and everything else. And just, just look. Fans, they're going to talk to hundreds and hundreds of young men over the next couple months, and and you know they're going to have dinner with some, they're going to have interviews with some, and I mean, don't read too far into it, um, mm. be, because this is part of what they do. It's the process. It's I, I every team read, is doing this. I, I would read into the guys they actually have in for visits. I would read into the there guys. I would yes. read into the guys that they take for dinner. The guys they take to dinner. Yeah. When they when they visit pro days, are guys they want to get to know better and they want to see them in social settings. So I would I would focus in on those guys. No question. I would not worry about how many guys they talk to at the combine because they literally have said over and over and over again, we would like to talk to every single player who is draft eligible if we can. It's mm-hmm. not physically possible. Nope. But we would like to. So we try to talk to as many of them as we, as we possibly can. So the fact that they're talking to some guy who who projects to be a first or second round guy doesn't mean they're going to take him. It means they're talking to him because they're doing right. their due diligence. That's all it means. But, again, getting back to what I said before, mm-hmm. the 30 guys they have in for visits, I would pay attention to that. I would also pay attention to the guys they, they take out for a meal when they go to the pro days because what they're trying to do is see how those kids react in a social situation and, and what they're really like as people. They're not trying to talk football. They're just trying to see what they're like, what kind of individual they are. And and that's what I would focus in on. Yeah, I, I agree uh, 100%. That, that's the type of thing you really do uh, have to pay pay attention to there, the visits, the meals, that kind of stuff, and because they're going to talk to lots of kids. Um uh, I, I'd be remiss as we wind things down here. Um, just real quick, Ben, uh, the Super Bowl, of course, is going to be the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots. Um, going back, just just real quick, because we really haven't a chance to digest it at all. But I thought Ben Watson, the now retired tight end of the New Orleans Saints, he he put out a, a wonderful post today addressing Roger Goodell. And, you know, a lot of people are starting to get a little tired of the Saints fans whining and everything over the call, and and, and rightfully so. It's time to move on. Nothing's going to change. But I thought his post was excellent. I I thought he he prefaced everything really well by saying, look, we understand this game is imperfect, and and players and coaches and referees are imperfect. But it was addressed to Roger Goodell, and they said the fact that you have remained silent on this, he said, is – is is really really problematic and i could not agree more 
Um, I, did you have a chance to see that or, or what was your thought overall and, and, and what are they going to do about this mess that is officiating right now? I did not read Ben Watson's post. I heard something about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds as though it was fairly gracious. Um, and that's, you mm, know, definitely g- given the circumstances, yep. that's, uh, that's big of him. Um, what are they going to do about the mess? I don't know. I know what I'd like them to do. I would like them to bare minimum make the 17 crew chiefs, the referee, a full-time mm-hmm. employee, a guy who works year-round, is paid a, a mm-hmm. full-time salary, and who isn't working football as a, as a part-time job. Uh, if you okay, – I'll give you an example. If yeah. you just showed up – and you made teaching a part-time job, Mark. And you yeah. just you showed up on Fridays, and you didn't really have a lesson plan. You just kind of winged it, you know. Yeah. That's that's exact. That's that's an exaggeration. No, that's, a, that's a great. But no, but, but it's a good analogy. Yeah. You know, you just you kind of you you walk in there on Fridays. You're going to teach class on Friday, and you you don't know what's gone on, you know, the previous four days. But you just you jump in there, and you're like, hey, you know, I'm going to come in here today, and I'm going to do this. How effective would you be as a teacher? And it's yeah. it's kind of the same thing. It's like yeah. These guys don't work all week. They work on the weekends. They watch film. They they scrutinize mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. They um, you know, they try to keep up on on rules emphasis and everything else. I'll give them credit, and I really do believe that the majority of the time they get the call right. Truly do believe that. Right. Especially in real time. And there are instances when I see things in real time and I'm like, oh, yeah, the call's right. It's correct. And then I see it in slow motion. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, they blew that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, if if I can see it in slow-mo, but I can't see it in real time, I the way I feel about it, I don't really have a gripe. Yeah. Okay? No, I'm with you. Now, when there's a side judge looking at a DB huh. smacking – a receiver in the head with his helmet before the ball is anywhere near them and no PI is called, that should have been not only PI, it should have been mm-hmm. unnecessary roughness on top of that. There was no call yep. at all. That's ridiculous. That guy should be sanctioned, in my opinion. Uh, the other thing you could do is you could add more judges, again, in my opinion, along the sideline. Uh-huh. Um, along the sidelines, you could do it. Yeah. Just, just more guys with a view. Um, it's going to block the view of some players. So what? Uh, but if if you had guys along the side that were kind of taking a look at things and going, you know, yeah, that guy, mm-hmm. it looked like he hit Brady in the head, but he didn't. He hit him in the chest. I saw it. It was clear as day. We're going to pick yeah. up that flag. If you got another guy who's behind who's behind the side judge toward the end zone. Yeah. And he sees that pass interference. He's going to throw the flag and he's going to say, yeah, as clear as day. Didn't you see it? It was obvious things along those lines could be added to enhance it. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. It would be really nice though. If the NFL it's been, it's been four days and they haven't even addressed it. They haven't no, even said, no. yeah, we, we blew that call. It was, it was really bad. Um, as for Saints fans whining about it, sorry yeah. guys. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm going to be a Steelers fan here and just tell you, look, there were two PI calls in in the Steelers game against the Saints in that stadium that were bullshit calls and yep. gave the Saints the number one seed 
because they won that game. They shouldn't have won that yep. game. And, yeah, it's great. Teams should overcome calls, yada, yada, yada. But mm, those were egregious calls. Both of them were on fourth down. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. no. No, I, I'm uh, I'm right with you. And, and uh, it, it's time to move on, Saints fans. I know it's frustrating, but, uh, again, these things happen. And, and um, you know, that that's life. And I, I would look to – Look to your tight end, Ben Watson. I, I thought it was gracious. I thought it was an excellent uh, uh, piece that he put, and I couldn't agree more with him. The fact that the the commissioner of the league, who has aired so badly, has said nothing, but that's really pretty much been the way he's been all season long. Very, very quiet. And, uh, you know, hey, ratings are up. What are you going to do? But I'm going to get us out of here. I want to, again, thank uh, Rick Holman, uh, Steelers super fan, super fan, excuse me, for joining us, and we wish him the best of luck on hopefully entering the uh, Ford Fan Hall of Fame in Canton. And, uh, obviously, uh, thanks 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. Please check them out and give them your business. For Ben, this is Steel Dad, and I am signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast. And, hey, go Steelers.